0: Moncrief with Anna Glaze on News Talk. You are listening to the Moncrief show on News Talk. Joanna Fortune joins us uh, once again for parenting. Afternoon, Joanna. Afternoon, Sean. Uh, first question is I have a five year old boy and a 10 month old boy. My five year old is having very big outbursts over the last while. I would have thought these were all developmentally normal and we try our best to work through them. However, over the last few months, when he gets really upset, he starts saying, I want to die. Would you be upset if I died? Would Daddy be upset if I died? I'm just going to die. Or he may say, I'm not waking up tomorrow, I'll be dead. Or kick me, mammy, punch me, I'm a mean-o. i am a Mino. I find all this really upsetting and when it happens, I'm never sure what we should say. I usually answer with, Myself and Daddy love you and like you very much, I would never want to hurt you. Or yes, I'd be upset if you died. I also always tell him, I'm here when you're ready and need me. I suppose I'm wondering what we should be saying when he says these things or is this something that I should seek more help with?
1: Oh, there's a lot going on here, but I think you're saying all the right things. And what maybe you could add is what you could do rather than say, because he's only five. I'm mm. also thinking you're saying he's having these very big outbursts over the last while and in the recent months. And what else has happened in the last while and recent months is yeah. a new baby has come into the house. And that's a huge change for him. And I suppose when I hear this, my inference is, you know, behind those questions if I want to die, would you be upset if I died? And would daddy be upset? sad and would you miss me? And it's not so much about dying, it's how will you feel if I was gone? That really it's about, do I still matter to you?
0: Mm. Am I still
1: really important even since this little usurper came in here to our family (laughs) and upscuttled the little triad we had going on do I still matter? Am I very important? You're saying all the right things. But I suppose I would be helping him to understand that you also get it. You know, he's had the new baby. I'm thinking he's five. Maybe he started school. He could be senior yeah, infants. Either yeah. way, he's only just gone back. But it could be another, you know, there's a lot of change going on here. Also, though, Sean, I would remind um, the parents here that between four and six years old, children developmentally get quite fixated on death. Mm, Even if it's not something they've experienced in their lives, they develop this almost morbid curiosity, but actually it's very healthy and natural. But they develop this kind of questions and wonderings about death without any real concept of its permanence. So when he's saying to you, I want to die, it doesn't necessarily mean, first of all, it doesn't mean that he does or that he understands
0: the permanence of that. But
1: really, it's the follow-up questions he's asking you. Are you going to miss me? That's the bit I'd be responding to. Hmm. I would miss you so much. I hold you in my heart. My heart is so big it can fit you and baby and daddy and everyone into my heart. My heart is so big it fits everyone. Doing that kind of explanation that reminds him, I still have room for you.
0: Yes. Nothing has changed
1: here in terms of my love for you while everything else is changing around you. So I think as well that I would increase his outdoor play. I want lots more activity and movement for him. Um, I want you to do a lot more sensory play with him because it will take him out of this kind of busy, ruminating, Mm -hmm. intrusive thoughts in his head and just get him with the Play-Doh, you know, even just tip out some Corn flour onto a tray, give him a little cup of water and let him play with that in a baking tray and then the whole lot can go out afterwards. Shaving foam on a tray, hide some Legos in it so he can dig with his hands and find it. Just giving him excuses to get tactile and exploratory. And I think at his, he's developmentally at the age for it, but I also think it would suit thematically what he's presenting you with is to do some of that small world play where you're sitting down with a little dinos or trucks or trains or whatever it is he has and you're doing little voices over and back. I'm not saying you script this. In fact, I'm asking you not to script it with Mm -hmm. a parental agenda and say, "Okay, here's mommy dino with everything I want you to understand. I think just follow his cue and his lead because by supporting him to play that way, what you're doing is facilitating him to take some of those confused, overwhelmed, uncomfortable feelings from within him and externalize them onto the play. And it gives that degree of separation where he can process it through with you, bearing witness, avoid jumping in. Oh, don't say that. That's terrible. Go with him and respond to him as well. Constantly coming back to that refrain. I love you. I have always loved you. I will always love you. My heart fits everyone in it. Yes.
0: Yeah. And uh, And give uh, it time.
1: But I think this is more of a reaction to a new baby. Than anything else. Yeah. Now, if you're listening and saying, oh, no, there's more than I could put in this letter to you and there's other layers to it. If you have a child who is talking a lot and is feeling very flat and despondent and having this very negative speak, if you're in doubt, do seek a referral to a child psychologist, child psychotherapist who could help you with that. But on the surface of what's here, it sounds like a baby
0: reaction. My daughter recently started second class and since going back to school last week, she's come home every day upset because she doesn't like her teacher. I've asked her if he'd done something bad or if he was mean to her and she keeps saying no, that he just preferred her old teacher and wants to be back in her class. Already she started saying, she started with the I feel sick lines this week when I try to wake her up for school. Her school is very small, so I don't have the option for her to switch class. Moving school seems dramatic, but the last week has been so distressing for her that I don't know what to do. I imagine this is not an unusual not scenario. unusual, and my answer
1: is going to be the same as it is for, it is early days. They are only just back. Mm-hmm. Huge period of adjustment. There is all kinds of hiccups and hesitations and, oh, it was better last year and I wish it was the same and I don't want change. That's very common right throughout September. And for some kids, even into a bit of October, I would give everyone four to six weeks mm. to settle Yeah. before yeah. you. M- I mean, changing class, even if you could, by the way, I think changing class or moving school is a dramatic action based on she went back to school last week. What was that like three days yes, maybe of yeah. school? It's way too early. For you to be making big decisions like this, just to emphasize that, Um, I think as well that you're asking her, did he do something mean? Be careful of the way you're asking those questions. It might be more pertinent to say, oh, he's a new teacher for you. There's a lot about him you don't understand what is it you're finding difficult? Yeah. You know, because it could be he has a louder voice or the tone of his voice or he has different expectations.
0: Or or he's not the old teacher. Or it's just (laughs) that he's different. Exactly.
1: And I think it is, you know, that what she's saying to you is I really preferred the comfort of familiarity.
0: Mm, Yes.
1: And a lot of kids are having that at the moment. A lot of parents are dealing with it. I think you have to just, she will get used to him. She really will. And I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say and she will really like him. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about her teacher but she will tolerate him. She will accept and this is part of school. You know they don't get to have their preferred teacher every year mm. and what one child's preferred teacher is is not another and it's all highly subjective and I think in some schools, I know any teachers listening will be familiar with this, that some teachers suffer from the rumour mill reputation that other kids say oh you don't want that teacher yeah, or this yeah. teacher's really strict or they give loads of homework and little kids soak that up and mm. they get really afraid then about it. Yeah. So I think give everyone, including the teacher, a chance. But yeah. they ha- nobody's had a chance just yet. So I would just say support her to adjust to the changes in her world. Be very careful about jumping in with this rescue agenda. Let me fix this for you. Let me take all the distress for you. What you want to do, she's in second class, so she's about eight-ish, mm. give or take, yeah. seven, eight-ish. You want to support her in managing this challenge rather than fixing this for her. It will do her the world of good going forward for other challenges she will, not she might, but she will face that she knows I can actually handle this.
0: Mm. Now, a lot of people listening yes. uh, um, <laughs> including me uh, um, um, uh, uh, may you know the i the, the I feel sick line jumped out at me or the i hate my school or the waterworks turn on, and it's you know it's it's you're over breakfast and you've only got yeah. ten minutes and is there any way to get round
1: that? It's to stay super calm and not react. You want to respond. And it is about reframing. It's, I don't, you touch their foreheads because let's give them, maybe they're they're sick. (laughs) Okay. Rule that out. And you say, you don't, you don't look unwell. You don't have a temperature. Sometimes I think when we say we feel sick, what we mean is we have an uh oh feeling. Mm. And I think you're talking about an uh oh feeling. And then bring her into that emotional language a little bit by getting curious about what shape would your uh oh feeling be? What color is it? Where would it live in your body? Is it heavy or light? Are the edges rough or smooth? You know, get her to really kind of go into it and articulate the feelings. What kind of things, experiences, sounds, words, make that uh uh-oh feeling bigger Mm. and what kind of feelings, experiences, words make the uh uh-oh feeling smaller. And you're helping her to realise I am not the worried, anxious child. I'm a child who is having this experience and it will get bigger and smaller but it's not bigger than me
0: Yes, because it's within me. Yeah,
1: Because it's all about regulation. So the I feel sick is often also it's really warm weather. I'd rather stay at home and play.
0: Yeah. I mean, so... (laughs) There's a bit of you we'll that can for the go, rest of the done as well. <laughs>
1: there's a bit of you that can kind of go, gosh, wouldn't it be great if we could stay at home all day and stay in bed? I'd love that too. That's not mm. how it works and you redirect and move on. Yeah. So acknowledge yeah. and then move forward, but don't get into about you're not sick. You're not sick. Don't say you're yeah. sick yeah. because there's no point in that.
0: Yeah. Uh, afternoon, all. Oh, ever since my son started secondary school a few years ago, he's become a very into his image and body shape. I was the same when I was a teenager, so it's nothing too strange. However, a slight issue has come up of late. He won't eat food unless he's cooked it himself. There isn't any issue when it comes to his eating habits. He's very healthy and has substantial meals. However, it's becoming an issue because he won't eat Sunday roasts or other family dinners. And what's even worse, he won't eat out in restaurants or cafes with us. I understand what it's like for teenage boys now. And as long as he's eating healthily and substantially, I know he's okay. But I'd love him to break this habit and know that if he eats with his family at home or in a restaurant the odd time... It's OK. It's just disrupted a number of family events recently.
1: I find this one really interesting. This is interesting, You know, that? and I'm guessing he's in secondary school a few years, mm. 15, 16, that kind of age, perhaps. But the first thing I noticed as soon as he started secondary school, he became into his image and body shape. So that's a change in attitude to food, to the body, an increased focus and emotional charge. Now you're talking about a slight issue. I don't know if it's slight, actually, that he won't eat food unless he's cooked it himself. For me, that's a second point of note where now we have an increase in that change.
0: Yeah. You had the
1: initial change where he's very focused on body and food. Now that has intensified and there's an increase in the amount of control he's seeking around his food. So I wouldn't dismiss it. I don't want to panic the parent listening, but I wouldn't dismiss that. I would note that in that, Okay. Let's not see that control go up anymore because then it does become an issue. I'm really interested, Sean, and and beyond interested, I'm curious about the why of this increase in his controlling behaviour towards food because it sounds very rigid, it sounds restrictive, there's no flexibility. You know, when this parent says he won't even do the Sunday dinner or go out to a cafe, family events have become an issue. Like, that's very restrictive Mm -hmm. and it's highly controlled with food and the body, I would always take that quite seriously. I have to be honest; I yeah. wouldn't take that lightly. So I would speak to him, just say, "Look, I've noticed that you're really focused on this." The other thing, though, I do want to put out, and it's a question: Is how do you cook at home? No offense to the parent, <laughs> does he really not like your food? You know, your cooking could be. We're yeah. not all great cooks. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> me now, and we're not all great cooks. But um, he might not like the food, or do does he not like that? Maybe you cook with butter or sugar or salt or oil something like that you know so is it about ingredients or is it about I don't want anyone touching my food because that's an even yeah, higher okay. level of restriction. Right. So I'd be curious about what is underpinning it. I would speak to him going, gosh, you know, I'm, g- I'm getting a bit worried about this. I hope you would let me know if I'm right to be worried. And you can also let me know if I'm not right. But I'm, t- I'm sharing with you that when I notice these things, it worries me. Um, talk to him about flexibility and balance. Suggest, you know, it's great to eat healthy. And, you know, you're saying he eats substantial healthy meals. That's not the issue. It's the control about how mm. those are prepared what about an 80-20 rule that 80% of the time it will be possible for him to cook his own food and prepare his own food but 20% you need that bit of family meal going to something event and talk to him about where you're going. Is there a restaurant or cafe that he would feel comfortable eating in if he's saying no, nowhere? Again, I'm just going, mm, that's really restrictive. Okay. Okay, so if you're Listening and you're saying, no, I think it is in that highly, highly restricted place. I would wonder, would he talk with somebody for you in, in terms of mental health appointment? Yeah. Would he speak yeah. with a psychotherapist? Just to kind of nip this in the bud, just to help him to get comfortable with food or to explore what the area of discomfort is around it. Um, as a parent, you could reach out to an organization like Body Wise because they have a lot of resources and information on their website. Just so you can say, look, is it in this realm or not? You could talk to somebody in there and they might be able to give you some support as well. I also wondered, was he active in sports? Because I know a lot of teenage boys who are very active in sports can become very controlling about their food and it's partly to do with requirements of team sports at that level, um, depending on what his goals and aspirations are. But I would view this as emerging.
0: Yeah. Unhealthy attitude to food. If it's a potential issue and and the, the parents deem it to be a I suppose he doesn't see it as an issue. So there's always that difficulty of getting him to talk to somebody.
1: Oh, and hugely. And particularly with something around food. Yeah. Because it's the one thing we all can control. You yeah. know, that nobody can make you eat. Which is why this becomes very difficult. Yeah. But again, yeah. with him, it's not the eating. It's the conditions around eating. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a matter of, oh, well, he's over, under, skipping meals, whatever. It's about the rigid control about food preparation. Yeah. That's yeah. the bit that I would just want to get a little bit more detail on. Yeah. I would stay curious on it anyway. I'd encourage him to speak with somebody.
0: Our three-year-old used to be uh, to be happy with whatever clothes we put on her. She was passive about it and took little interest. But over the last six months, she's become very particular and has a tantrum if we try to put trousers on her. She insists on wearing her dresses every day. I'm worried about this as autumn arrives and the weather gets colder. Well, you don't have to worry quite yet. Uh, every time I try to ask her about it, she shuts down the conversation and won't entertain anything other than dresses. I'm worried this augurs badly for her relationship with clothes as she gets older Older. now she's three stop
1: just stop <laughs> yeah like no there is nothing here that augurs badly about a re- i never even thought about my relationship with clothes until <clears> i read that line but <clears throat> don't panic don't run wild with this she's three years old i just think sean and we say this all the time but in parenting now especially parenting toddlers but parenting in general pick your battles this is not one of them yeah okay yeah. she's getting dressed She's choosing clothes. She's reaching towards independence. She's asserting herself in choices. She's embracing her no (laughs) proudly. It's exactly as it should be for a three-year-old child. So, you know, look at if you're concerned genuinely about, you know, she'll be cold. She probably won't be. Put a cardigan over the dress or, you know, you could offer tights. You could suggest Mm -hmm. a pair of shorts or leggings under a dress rather than saying no dress. You know, when it comes into those winter months, I think tights are a bit fussy for small kids who are trying to use the toilet and everything. Yeah. But something yeah, like leggings that. or shorts under a dress, um, or simply let her wear and get heavier dresses. You know, you can get seasonal mm. dresses. I would not make this a battle because you're just taking on an unnecessary there'll be plenty of things you will need to battle about. Yes, indeed. This isn't one of them.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. Joanna, thanks Thank million. You. As ever, Joanna, fortune there. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.